Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the Kachat. it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what is up with cars though i'm lucas southworth what uh that's where you say your name usually anyway oh you yeah oh. Mm. this is this is good stuff johnny uh. you're, you're it. <laughs> uh. and i'm Kachat. Yeah, man, they, you are you are going in. This is, it's like I'm there. He's John Bishop. He's doing that because this is our episode about I don't know recreational drugs or narcotics or whatever we titled it. <laughs> Weed. <laughs> you can't just do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was what John was. That was the joke John was making. I guess was ah uh, ha weed. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, we're talking about recreational drugs within the Cars cinematic universe. Wow, we've no, we don't usually call it the Cars cinematic universe because because you're right, it's the multi Cars universe because they have planes, so it's the MCU. Ah, uh, yes, I don't know why I reminded you of that. I was going to say a lot of what we get is from books that we don't read and read summaries of on uh, the Cars wikis, but very true. But yeah, we're going to talk about how the cars get high today. We know how the planes get high, and that's lift. But... Mm -hmm. And thrust. Can't forget about thrust. Never forget about thrust. Uh, But it's also pretty early for us to be recording. So if you get a little bit of that energy, that's why. And also, I didn't sleep all that well because I got a new dog. The Kachat has a new member, Bella Bishop. Or as my wife has pointed out, maybe just BB. Ooh, BB, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to exclusively refer to your dog as BB, no? That's fair. She likes to bite and scratch. She is still getting over her puppy ages. Importantly for, I don't know, our purposes, does she like to bark while her dad's recording? She doesn't like to bark while I'm recording, Yet, she does like to whimper if I don't give her enough attention. Mood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, congrats on the dog. It's a cute dog. If you follow John, or well, actually, if you follow Lizzie on Instagram, you can see her. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the recreational drugs. I thought we would never would. That's not true. I figured we would get here eventually. It's a pretty good topic. Yep, and one of the main characters of the first film is very clearly a person who enjoys some recreational drug. John, I'd like you to tell me more about that. Uh, there's there's a certain character in these Cars films that we love oh, so very much. Yeah, okay. And that yeah, character, I'd... that character's name is, of course, <clears throat> Sheriff. 
No, it's Fillmore. It's Fillmore is what is the what? sort of. Oh Fillmore. no, uh, Sheriff. Uh, Sheriff. He. Uh, well, he's been dipping into his uh, confiscated stash, and uh, he he started off because he was in a lot of pain, but now he just enjoys it. Oof. <laughs> Deeply real and sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's your not very fun fact of the day. Yeah. Drug addict, don't treat drug addicts as criminals. Uh, but <laughs> treat them Maybe. as if they've got a condition they need help with because that they, is what they are. Yeah, they do. But <laughs> I think the, the sort of obvious one from the first movie is actually Fillmore, is mm-hmm. what you were going for. And then you did a joke swerve at the end as classic Johnny joke swerve, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Voiced originally by George Carlin, and then voiced by, I believe, Cheech Marin. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, but yeah, he's he's sort of the the classic '70s hippie van, uh, and is also the classic '70s hippie character mm-hmm. who, on several occasions, just seems high out of his gourd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, illegally, without their consent, sometimes will drug people. By giving lightning organic fuel? Mm-hmm. Without telling him. In Cars 2? Because that was actually... Sarge did that. Because Sarge oh. didn't trust the, the so people. So it's the government that's doing things behind our back. Almost constantly. Oh, no. We stumbled upon a conspiracy. Conspar Carisy. Nope. Okay. Uh, Carspiracy. Yeah, that one. I I felt I saw that one, but I thought maybe the car would fit in the spiracy part. Whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think the car will fit when it just really will not. That's my problem with parallel parking, usually. Uh, mm. My problem with parallel parking is watching other people do it. Am I right? <laughs> oh, he's got jokes today, folks. That's good. It's a comedy podcast. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, yeah, there is some there are some bits uh, in which I remember specifically in uh, the Alien Mater's Tall Tales unidentified flying Mater. I think uh, he sees Mater and the alien fly by, uh, and specifically pushes his can of oil away from him. Like, man, I have had too much today. I gotta and, lay off the sauce. Yeah, and he just speaks in that like long, drawn out fashion of someone you might expect is high. I think Sarge at one point says the seventies weren't kind to you, uh, which to me is very much like LSD has ruined your mind. <laughs> comment, sure, but in a but children's also, movie. Of the two of them, the seventies were far less kind to the one who had to go to Vietnam. No, yeah, but for all we know. Fillmore did have to go to Vietnam, which is, you know, maybe a reactionary thing. See, I imagine that Fillmore's whole steeze is that he refused to go to Vietnam. Yeah, but maybe he was in the earlier parts of the draft back when uh, anti-war sentiment wasn't as large. Uh, and When uh, he came back, he was changed and decided to uh, self-medicate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I've said this before that... Uh, Fillmore and, and I think Fillmore and Sarge might be veterans that they may have served together, mm-hmm. and that's why they have this bond. But yep. yeah, that this uh, weird aggressive respect for each other. Yeah, they they really can't stand each other, but they can't stand to be apart either. Mm. Fair enough. You know, what if they're brothers? I could, John. I could get behind that so fast. 
Not only brothers in arms, but actual brothers. Two brothers. The story of two brothers separated by their opinion of the government and I think like specifically the Vietnam War is like a pretty classic one. Mm -hmm. And one looking down on the other one because the other one just needs something to get by. Yeah, Phil. And he doesn't realize that he's, he's addicted to his own drug, which is a little drug we call hyper patriotism. Hell yeah, man. Get him. Get him. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, Fillmore, very, very uh, fun character on the surface and very sad if you get into it. And if you actively make up things about his character, but mm-hmm. supported things. But yeah, he sells oil that's weed. It's probably weed. It's the equivalent of weed. Yeah. It's definitely something like cannabis infused. Yeah. Maybe he just runs like a CBD shop. Those are all their age these days. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the fuel that was given to Lightning didn't make him clearly high or anything. Yeah, that's fair. So it was probably something just without the, uh, is it THC? I can never remember, but I think so. It's like CBD infused fuel. Yeah, and he says like it's all pure organic, and Lightning's like, "Oh man, why don't why don't I know about this?" And he says, "The government, man." And I don't know. Back in two thousand six, CBD wasn't as rampant. I don't. I mean, I assume it feels like it's gotten a lot bigger. But I was also in elementary school. Uh, it's so it's I now been decriminalized in a lot of places. Yeah. And the the thing is, if you get into it, there's just a whole lot of evidence showing that very clearly the reason that a lot of these things are illegal, even though they're not even in any way like actually a drug, it's just made concurrently with the drug or by the same plant. It's just because uh, there are a lot of big businesses that do not want you to partake in any industry that could compete with theirs, like... Uh, hemp being a great yeah. product to replace uh, fabrics and paper. And also, you know, the uh, American war on not white people. That is a pretty big part of it. Mm-hmm. See, if you look into it, you'll find that they're very, very high up officials. I don't know, like presidents who were quoted as saying things like, uh, what you got to do is you got to make... Uh, it illegal to be this race by making it illegal to have this drug and then associating that drug with that race. Yeah, I also read that quote pretty recently. I can't remember if it was like Nixon or someone high up in the Nixon administration, but I think it was high up in the Nixon and then I think Reagan just was all for it. Oh, of course he was. Reagan was a monster. Uh, But (laughs) that's not what we're here for. Okay, so Cars. let's start. Let's start with a, a good old fashioned uh, kachat listicle. <laughs> you know the classic segment. Go for it, Johnny. All right, Lucas. I have already said this to you, so uh, I'm just going to toss it to you. What is the number one most popular recreational drug? Was it alcohol? It is alcohol. Nice. Which is also not true because this oh, does man, not take into on, account man. caffeine. Yeah, well, that's fair. All right. So this is from LegacyHealing.com. It's a top nine most dangerous and most popular recreational drugs. Uh, This list that I'm reading from right now 
is a list of the 25 most popular recreational drugs ranging from legal to illegal. Okay. All right. Let's go down. Uh, where do you think marijuana ranks? In terms of how dangerous it is? Uh, most popular. Oh, how popular it is. It's pretty mm-hmm. popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, towards the top somewhere. All right. Uh, give me a range. I'd say tobacco is probably more popular than it. So, like, I don't know, three to six, somewhere in there. All right. And the answer is, of course, three. Nice. That one and, uh, not to Not to give any spoilers, but you want to guess what number two is? Was it tobacco? It's tobacco. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, Lucas, what is the 23rd most popular <laughs> recreational sure, drug? Okay. I can do this. Magic mushrooms. It is summer no oh, okay some of these nuts oh come actually on, it's man. it's it is s-o-m-a i don't know what that is but i did want to make that joke <laughs> okay that's fair and you 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 worked for it you i didn't i'm ashamed to say i didn't see it coming uh it's it's real good so let's get to a thing that is confusing to me go for it number four is vicodin mm. Yeah. That, if I am correct, is a painkiller. Yeah, very powerful one. An opioid, if I remember right. How is that a recreational drug? Yeah, I mean, in the same way other opioids are, uh, they're often prescribed uh, and they become, people get a reliance on them and they're not really recreational. People just mm-hmm. get a reliance on them. Is that I what know, you're like, looking for? Some people will combine vicodin with other things and a lot of it is like this numbing effect but for the most part from what i understand people who are addicted to vicodin are just people in a lot of pain yeah like gregory house from house and also like a lot of real americans Mm-hmm. uh that's one of the those uh, very specific prevalent things in america is you'll notice that there are a lot of drug users and a lot of people who are addicted to drugs, but you'll also notice that a lot of people who are addicted to Vicodin and other painkillers are specifically uh, middle to upper middle class white people because uh, they're the only people who are given those drugs because doctors are racist sometimes and don't give painkillers to people in need of painkillers. And give painkillers too easily to people who really shouldn't have them. Yeah, that about sums it up. <sighs> Boy, howdy. Number five is my personal favorite. Not for recreational use, but because I rely on it to be normal. Adderall? It is Adderall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I like the effect of, you know, being able to focus on one thing more than other things. Uh, my father and I've had conversations where he tells me uh, that ADHD isn't a thing. And Oof. then I explain to him what my ADHD is like. And then he explains to me that he has the same thing. And then I'm uh. like, well, then maybe you have ADHD. And he's like, nah, I have a blessing. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot, man. <laughs> yep. That's, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> Except uh, the way I describe it to him is like, imagine if at any given moment there are seven thoughts screaming at you in your head and he said well i don't have seven i've got like three or four he's like well maybe you've got my problem and he's like uh no you got to use that that's 
that's how you're going to be special. That's how you're going to be better than other people. I don't think being incapable of completing a thought or a task is a good thing. That's like a USA detect a USA network detective like Adrian Monk using their that's it's a played out trope. ADH detective. So yeah, I could be a detective, who knows. I mean, yeah, you could if you that's wanted to. That's the main to. takeaway from that. And uh <laughs> talking about detectives, guess what number 6 is? I don't know, man. Uh cocaine. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I am nailing this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there you go. It's it's cocaine. Did detectives help you? No, I just okay. I knew cocaine was popular, I guess. All right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how to incorporate these top uh, six to ten realistically into the Carsverse. Alcohol seems like it's one of the more easy ones because we've seen essentially bars in this world. So I have to assume that if it's a bar... There's probably some sort of car alcohol. Carcohol, thank you. Some sort of carcohol. Uh, Alka U Hall. Al Carhol? I'm s i am like Alka U Hall. Alka U Hall? Yeah. Al-Q-Hall. Let's go with that. Well, that may be the title of the episode, unfortunately, no. Uh, uh all right. So I imagine there's that. But then you think about it. Alcohol is uh, well known for impairing the ability to drive, and that's what these Oops. people do. Yeah. Before we get too much into that, because we've got to talk about drunk driving, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to go ahead and do the, I don't know, it's just the wiki quote of the week of the day, this week of the day. All right. Go ahead and give me that, I don't know, wiki quote of the week of the day. You got it, man. This week we're going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash Barry underscore Diesel. No relation to Trev Diesel. They do make sure to specify that in the trivia section. Uh, but this is a fan from a uh, from the first Cars movie, and he is like a Winnebago, and he's got one of those hats that's got the beers uh, and the straws going into his mouth. They are in fact labeled as Dynaco, but. Let me just read this uh, bio for you. Barry loves Dynaco oil. He starts his day off with Dynaco Extreme Octane to give him that extra kick in the bumper, and then it's gallon after gallon of Dynaco Regular to keep him running smoothly all day. However, his wife thinks it's about time Barry switched to Dynaco Light. Just a moment. Okay. Usually if I leave, John will do a joke about like how... He's talking, uh, even though he's not here. I'm not here, but that's not really my style, if you're wondering why that's not happening. Hello? Hello. There is car trouble. Oh, no. How appropriate for the podcast. You know, that could have been a title for this podcast. I don't hate that. What's the What's the title? Car trouble. Car trouble? Okay. You know, that works. I prefer the kachat, but car trouble would have been fun. Yeah. Let's talk about Barry Diesel. Did you hear the stuff I said about Barry Diesel? Uh, his wife thinks he needs to switch to Dynaco Light. Yeah, and he needs Dynaco Regular to keep him running smoothly all day. The bio isn't actually the wiki quote of the day, though. That's our first entry in trivia here, mm. which does seem to be a bit of 
may be reading between the lines here, but it supports our point, so I'll read it. Barry's quote-unquote love for Dynaco oil is a reference to alcohol addictions. Dynaco oil is the Cars World equivalent of beer, and Dynaco Light is likely a parody of the popular beer brand Bud Light. You see, I was confused by it, because uh, beer does not help one keep going. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking that, man, this doesn't sound like alcohol. This sounds a lot more like a guy addicted to energy drinks. Yeah, I could see that very much so. Uh, Which brings me to my point of caffeine. That's that's the drug of choice for most people. No, yeah, absolutely. I I don't really disagree with that at all. Yeah, I almost had an energy drink this morning. <laughs> that's a it's a hell of a story. <laughs> you almost drinking an energy drink. Yesterday, I had an energy drink right after waking up. Because my brother decided to wake me up because he was being nice by just getting us some good old-fashioned chicken uh, for breakfast. So he gets us that, wakes us up at 8 in the morning. He's like, you guys were sleeping in. I was like, yeah, sure. Sleeping in to 8. Saturday, my guy. (laughs) I was planning on not waking up until at least 10, maybe even 12. I've had a long week. So, yeah. Then I wake up, I get that chicken, and I drink an energy drink with it. And then next thing you know, I take a nap for three hours. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if the chicken counteracted the energy drink. That's probably how science works, right? I think it was, since I don't take uh, as much Adderall on the weekends, my brain decided I don't have enough uh, amphetamine inside of me. Fair enough, you know? Yep. But Barry Diesel's addicted to something. (laughs) He's addicted to something that seems like caffeine, but is clearly, according to the uh, one true source, beer. Yeah, and I mean, if we want to get sad, it could be getting him through the day in the way alcohol gets a lot of alcoholics through the day. Uh, Badly. Very badly. Yeah, just numbing things. This is a sad Mm -hmm. episode, and I mean, it was always going to (laughs) be... It's a sad episode. All right. So recreational drugs. Uh, we've talked about addiction. We've talked about the government being awful. Uh, let's talk about some good things about recreational drugs. I would love it. Let's do it. All right. So uh, studies have shown that alcohol, consuming alcohol, can help combat uh, the Rona But at the same time, it also does the opposite, which means that if you drink responsibly, it's not going to make things significantly worse. So that is nice. There we go. Love that. It seems that in these trying times, we are finding that most uh, people throughout the world, especially in America, are stressed out their gourd. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a result recreational drug use of a very specific kind of drug that would be cannabis has increased and uh so long as the government grows changes adapts and by that i mean allows itself to make money off of taxing cannabis uh then we may see as good old matthew patrick has uh 
supposed or presupposed uh, a new enlightenment. Yeah, I dig that. That'd be good. That'd be a good thing. Yep. Uh, we saw the like the uh, most recent episode of Food Theory, which is still a thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot you, you were upset about Food Theory. Yep. I'm still going to watch it. I like his content, but I'm still upset that it's Food Theory. That's not media. All right. So he was talking about coffee and how sure. coffee may have been uh, beside or responsible for the Enlightenment. Because caffeine is a uh, opposite of a depressant stimulant, a stimulant which allows people to stay up, stay focused, and uh, work longer hours and whatnot and be more productive. That created an enlightenment of a technology, of work, of all of these things where we in- engaged our minds more actively and we improved science and technology and health in a very significant way. And the idea behind cannabis possibly inspiring a new enlightenment is in a way more of a spiritual one but more of a uh, self-care kind because it's the idea of we are stressed we are destroying ourselves by working too much too hard we have an unhealthy addiction to being tied to our work in america like, I like the idea of if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. But if we're being realistic, you work for money, for things you like. And one of those survival. things is survival. <laughs> yeah. I like being healthy and happy. And I work so that I can do that. Yeah. As long as we live in a capitalistic society, mm-hmm. we got it. We got to have money. I'm like, now, I'm not saying we need to all convert to socialism. I'm saying that. But I'm saying <laughs> that it would be better in uh, most ways if we were to do that correctly. Yes, and the, I, I'm fully no no holds bar saying that. Uh, but <laughs> if, if we get uh, a good old universal basic income that will take care of every need, and then all you have to work for is things you want, that would be amazing. Yeah, people would still work. They would still work. That would make the whole crisis where jobs are being replaced by robots not a crisis anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of people being replaced by robots, though, this is a podcast about... uh, Recreational drug use. And recreational drugs that these sentient cars do. All right. They, They are robot car people with squishy bits, so the drugs could still work. Mm hmm Or... Maybe, perhaps, computerized drugs. You know, I I was thinking, I was sort of going down the same same way. Like, what if it just, they just insert a chip that changes their programming slightly? Mm-hmm. It's the way they perceive the world and themselves for a while. They could have, that, like, that's a, a battery drug. saver mode? Yeah, I mean, I feel like really advanced VR could be drug. Mm-hmm. All right, so a depressant is something that uh, lowers brain activity in a specific way. It, like, slows you down. It does all that jazz. Uh, So what if depressants in recreational drug use form for these uh, cyber people are just like, oh, I'm running on low battery right now, so I'm just going to be very little 
uh, battery usage. I'm going to be relaxed. I'm going to dim my lights. I'm going to just kind of go slowly and everything's going to be great. And a stimulant is like overclocking themselves. It's just like, man, I'm feeling great. Too bad my processor is going to be fried in about a month. Yeah, that's, and you know, that's a pretty good metaphor. Uh, But uh, what if they took it a step further? And what if they could just fully turn off like their computer bits? Oh boy. Uh, uh, Just like live and like just zone out inside the car for a while as a purely biological being for a bit that has i don't know if that's like to the level of drug but i feel like if i had a computer in my brain and i turned it off for a while and it was like helping me process the world that would be a pretty big change in my perception it would definitely be either like a form of meditation or uh absolute horror yeah it could be what i'm describing could be abject pain and suffering for the cars Mm -hmm. We just it, don't know. It very well could end up like, you know, uh, a, a very well-known Metallica song where you're trapped inside your body. You cannot see, you cannot speak, you cannot do anything. You cannot convey to those around you that you're alive. You can't move. It's just nothing. It could be like those sensory deprivation pods, though. Yeah, it could just be like this extremely chill, relaxing time. Yeah, but it could also be abject horror. We just, mm-hmm. <laughs> the science isn't there yet, folks. It's either the most pure form of meditation or, again, abject horror. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. I've thought about the sensory deprivation pods, and they seem sort of like abject horror to me, but some mm-hmm. people really like them. So, you know. As a person who doesn't like having their movement in any way actually restricted, uh, that's terrifying. Yeah, loss of control is the reason I don't partake in recreational drugs. Mm. So, you know. See, I am a person who does partake in at least one recreational drug. uh, And the thing I like about that experience is that uh, something about it feels... It feels kind of freeing in a... I have become simple. I like the idea of... There isn't as much expectation because I can't be expected to do or think as much or as quickly. Something about it is nice and relaxing because all of a sudden I am like unto a child where I no one can expect anything of me. And everything is just based on, ooh, this tastes good. I like that. Uh, I've got a fan blowing air in my face. Feels good. I'm just going to lay here and relax. That is more than fair. I get it one hundo, but... But I don't also know, it can man. be terrifying having anything limiting you beyond your control. Yeah, I, I don't drink because something changing the way my brain works freaks me out a lot. And I feel like I also have probably a pretty addictive personality because I, I don't have good self-control. Mm. If you were ever wondering what <laughs> your favorite podcast host, Lucas, sorry, John, doesn't drink... <laughs> Uh, well, that's fair. I'm sure you are most people's favorite. Do you want me to correct you? I'm not going to correct. No. (laughs) I'm not going to participate in your pity party. No. I got the invitation, but I'm not coming. I'm, I'm weirdly stuck on trying to, I don't know. I had a thought and I just lost it all of a sudden. And that's why I'm everyone's favorite. I, I never. 
I famously stay on track and say coherent things. That's why people like me so much. That's that's your whole steez. Yeah. Ah, that, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do the good old transition <clears throat> that was going to be very smooth that I was going to do. I'm, I'm sure you are a lot of people's favorite, uh, but let's talk about something far more important, and that is there's a car in space. There's a car in space. Uh, in our universe, yes. In yes. theirs, probably also. So we were talking about like simper, uh, sensory deprivation chamber. That's just this whole car's life. Yeah, I mean, it can see, potentially. I mean, what can he see other than either space or Earth, but not by choice? No, yeah, and like, it, he definitely has the, you know, restrictions of movement floating in a never-ending sea of nothingness, uh, but... Oh, yeah, there's no sound in space. In space, no one can hear you scream. That's an important one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's 90% of the way to a sensory deprivation uh, tank. And, you know, one, he can't ever leave. So that's pretty bad. Elon Musk is a monster. In in that universe. In ours, he's just a very, very strange, strange man. You all know my opinion of Elon Musk. I don't need to repeat it. Uh... He named his, his son... A bunch of symbols. That's not why I don't like him. Uh, but it doesn't help. Uh, it, I couldn't imagine that it would. <laughs> Did you see but, that uh, his net worth has increased by like, I don't know, $50 billion? Oh, yeah. Some people are profiteering off of this global crisis. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I don't know if it's because of the crisis. Because he did release the uh, good old... Cybertruck, which, if you look into it, will result in insane profits if people decide that they're willing to buy it. But uh, who knows? It could be that. It could be the fact that everyone's just going crazy and throwing money everywhere. That could be part of it. Now, good old uh, Bezbos, his is just because Amazon is flourishing right now. Oh, yeah, there is no forgiving Bezbos. Uh... <laughs> Ever for anything, but mm-hmm. God, I swear in my everyday life, I'm not as transparently anti-capitalist, but I don't mind. <laughs> Something about talking about Disney Pixar's cars makes us just so angry about capitalism. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you think space car takes drugs to get through it, or do you think his mind broke a long time ago? I think. Uh... He was given one space drug, and that one space drug was designed to break his mind. That's for the best, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think it was a, hey, for when it's too much, which it will be, and probably soon. Almost uh, immediately. Here is Pill. Pill will save you from you. Now, we could go with the thought that maybe that's a car a carcass as opposed to a car. Maybe okay. this was like a Viking funeral for this car. So they, they've got the car, and then they decide, you know what? He died. Let's honor him by launching his dead body into space. I Listen, the thought of being launched into space after death isn't unappealing to me. I, I very much get that. I mean, 
my goals after death uh, consist of being a tree and some sort of uh, gemstone. So I get it. Like, I don't know that if the technology was there, I would fully go for it, but I would think about it, especially if I was cremated first. This is dark. Uh... Now, Lucas, Uh what if instead you could be reborn as a car? (laughs) In the cars first, yeah? Not just... Nope. Okay, well... You could be one of the first cars. Okay, but I'm, I'm like a fully sentient moving, like, able to act upon my impulses creature yes yes okay i don't like it you don't like like it it more than just being trapped inside a car unable to do anything okay i would rather be space cremated you'd rather be space cremated than uh reborn as a car yeah probably i feel like once i have shuffled off this mortal coil it'll probably i'll probably it'll be my time okay okay I think for me, it's it's going to be car every time. Hey, and I get that. I get that. Or even better, if you've ever played the Mega Man Battle Network series, I would very much like to uh, be turned into a net navy. Sure, man. Hey, if you one person got that reference that John just made, like you fully followed it from the first point to the last, tweet at us or email us or something, and I don't know. Nothing will say, cool, that's great. But I want to know if you if you followed that weird niche reference Joe just did. Yeah. Drunk driving? All right, drunk driving. Uh, if you drink in this world, seeing as how you cannot do anything but drive, really, uh, you're going to be drunk driving, or at least drinking and driving. Uh, you might not be drunk, but you will probably be some form of inebriated. So uh, what's the what's the situation like there? Because do we just think that there are taxis like a bunch of Macs everywhere? Could be uh, a Mater situation too. Maybe uh, that's a situation they would call in a tow truck. Or I mean, I remember us discussing this a little bit back in like Law and Order or something. And I think we decided they could still do their waddle. Like as long as they're not, you know doing car things that our cars can do Mm -hmm. as long as they're not Uh, going a certain speed even i don't know even that i feel like if they are mechanically spinning their tires they can't do that Mm. uh and maybe so much more difficult to do the waddle though oh it would it would you, you would absolutely should call a mac or a mater in this situation because waddling all the way home in a world designed for people to be able to travel miles upon miles very easily would be hellish. (laughs) Hmm. But maybe they could have like some sort of system. If these are, you know, mechanical beings, maybe they've got some sort of programming that just, you know, makes wheels not happen when drunk. Hmm. They just engage their uh, emergency brake. Yeah. Or I don't know. or, Or maybe it's a speed limit, like a very, very low speed limit. I still don't love, like, I don't know, even if you're going five miles per hour, I don't want to be in a car with someone who is drunk <laughs> driving yeah. it. But you'd uh, be more comfortable if they were waddling their car. Yeah, because, like, what, I mean, while it could be very dangerous, <laughs> I guess, and incredibly sl- as long as they're not on, like, you know, a highway or a road where people go fast. Mm. Like, they have to stick to 
the non-existent sidewalks of this world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just beside the road, which would suck, but like, I don't know. You should have planned better. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, man, just thinking about getting home from a bar is weird because it's going to make everything so slow and everyone's going to be so angry because traffic is going to be at a standstill. Yeah, and you can't really, unless your designated driver is, again, like Mater or Mac, that doesn't really help anything. I wonder how many uh, tow trucks like would get a lot of business just being Uber lifts, like those types of vehicles. Yeah, or just like, you know, yeah, just on Thursday nights in a college town, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, boy. What do we think about, like, those uh, beer bikes? Oh, one, in real life, I hate them. They're slow and they're weird, and I always seem to get stuck behind them when I'm driving around Cincinnati. Mm. I'm sure they're fun enough if you actively get on them. I'm not judging you if you do, just they always seem to make me angry when I run into them in real life. Yeah. Uh, But in the cars first... (laughs) That's kind of heavy. All right. So we've talked about how bikes is is animals. Bikes is animals. So do we think they're riding an animal that also provides them? Be- is it like a cow where they're That's suckling where was... from the teat of the cow that they are riding? And there are a bunch of them. Quite unfortunately, that's where I was going as well. It would have to be very big for the car to effectively ride on it yeah and then you think what about like a trolley what if there's a trolley that has a bunch of teats for people to drink their their beer out of sure and i guess only specifically like forklifts will fit onto it yeah maybe you know yeah that would work uh and i guess no i can't i can't figure out a way to make it work for cars because cars are very large is the issue uh they're much train? bigger than people. Okay, a booze train. Now that I could get behind. Yep, and it'd be moving a lot faster, so being behind it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah, and usually I don't drive on train tracks. Yep, uh, so. it's kind of strange to do that. Yeah, you fully should never do that. It's mm-hmm. incredibly dangerous for you and the train. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess like a weird passenger booze train could work. I don't think the train... We can't have the train be producing the beer. If it was an animal like the bike, the beer bikes, then sure, I guess I could get there. But we have fully established that trains are entirely sentient beings. Mm-hmm. And we, I can't have the train be breastfeeding the car's beer, John. I mean, but maybe okay. the, the head of the train is the person and okay. all of the suckling teat parts is the the cattle it's leading (laughs) just let people inside the cattle Mm -hmm. to suckle at their beer teats yep oh man (sighs) beer teats by dre i mean you got there i don't know if it was worth it it was definitely worth it whatever you say man Uh, write in if you think it was worth it or not uh but (laughs) yeah i don't like that and I mean, obviously, there's absolutely no evidence of it in the cars first. Or it would be one of those situations where our podcast would be called, hey, there's a train in which 
uh, cars go and suckle the teat, uh, teat various teats, uh, but the cars are cattle. It's it would be a bad title, but I think we'd get and, some listens. And the teats is beer, beer teats. It, it's so important, you know, that the teats is beer. That's the that's a parenthetical at the end mm-hmm. of the title, or maybe the subtitle. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if we want a uh, a beer vehicle like the beer bike to exist, maybe the beer bike, they don't ride in it. The beer bike just goes around, and it's like a mystical, mythical creature. Because okay. we, did, we did decide that less complicated engines were, like, magic. Like, not, not even an episode ago, if I remember right. See... I think it was if it doesn't have an engine, it's magic. You're right, and I guess bikes do technically. Would that be considered an engine? Like a very simple engine? Uh, what specifically? Just like the stuff that make bike go, pedals. I guess not, because in that case, the engine would be your legs. Nice, so I can say that the beer bike is a mythical creature <laughs> that goes around and it goes to the most radical parties... <laughs> Uh, right when they're out of beer Mm -hmm. uh, and it refills all the kegs and flies off into the night sky and it's got weird like what's his name he's in planes and planes fire and rescue he's the tanker no the i think his name is literally tanker no dotty and final google planes characters like i have to do everything it's chug it's Chug. All right. So he's got like Chug tentacles that just reach out and fill people up. Yeah. All right. Now, Again, it's not you've great. Made me think. So the McElroys had a bit where they did the food train. No, no. I've been thinking about the food train. Yeah. So beer train uh-huh. just travels the entirety of the United States. And it's just one extremely long snake train that just beers people. Yeah. Why not? All right, all right, all right. One last thing about beer bike. It has lots of pedals. Mm-hmm. Would that be like it's a multi-faced being? That's not where faces would be on bike, but we don't know where face would be on bike when it comes down face to it. Face would be just above tire, right below handles. Yeah, where like a bike light would go if they mm-hmm. had one, I guess. But the fact that this is a being of many petals has to mean something. Like we've already I would said imagine it's that a many tentacled being. He would have like all right, so if you think about legs, uh, yes. the, the the feet is the tires, but the thing making it go is the muscle and it's like going specifically uh, side to side instead of forward in this case. So I'm guessing it's like the hips are just twisted. Yeah, okay. I just want to know if this creature would be grotesque to the cars. Absolutely. Okay, cool. But it would they would deal with it because it does come and just makes the party extra choice. I will I will describe this to you. Uh Okay. The only way I can imagine it is imagine a like centipede or a caterpillar but much more humanoid. And definitely has feet and is bigger than a person. Yes, and it comes and gives you beer. <laughs> and has beer tentacles. And looks like thi- a deer. The, the thing is, it makes the party so choice, though. Like, it mm-hmm. sucks to look at, but it comes and the party just gets much better. 
so oh, yeah. people just deal with it. You want the terrifying beast of many beer teats to come to the party, but you don't want him to stay at the party. Yeah, you don't want you you want to like be in the bathroom while he, he comes, mm-hmm. so you don't have to look at him. Oh boy, this monstrosity is a wonderful creation. Yeah, it's my favorite uh, carp did we've created mm-hmm. a car the one that we haven't adapted from an existing existing is a weird word for cryptids, but an existing cryptid. Yep. All right, let's talk about a different recreational drug. There's a bunch here. Let's talk about magic mushrooms. Okay, I'm there. All right, so I've seen a movie. I believe its name was Shrooms, and it's about people who go into the woods and they eat some shrooms, and then a bunch of them just get killed by this mysterious evil thing. And you find out at the end that it was one of the people who was hallucinating and killing all of them. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, And uh, what's up with that? Well, it seems like an anti-drug propaganda film to me, uh, just based on what you've said. Uh, is that what you're asking, or are you asking if that would happen at the Cars first? Do we think that would happen if uh, Lightning McQueen were to go into the creepy dead body forest, if he were to eat some magic mushrooms, do we think he would kill all of the residents of uh, the Hundred Acre Woods? Well, I'm not going to talk about Lightning McQueen brutally murdering Winnie the Pooh. That's a line I'm going to draw in the sand. Uh, the trigger piglet. I absolutely will not. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to counterpropose. What if the woods scene, and I'm not going to take away the dead bodies in the woods because that's so important to this podcast. <laughs> that's the, the dead entire bodies. scene. Yeah, the dead bodies in the woods uh, from Radiator Springs 500 and a half is a building block uh like so many other scenes but what if the extra scary bits were enhanced because the cars had driven through a patch of magic mushrooms and their mouths right there man Mm -hmm. like how much can they avoid that so perhaps the tailpipe uh cave tailpipe cave is probably a better example of yeah Perhaps that's not exactly a bunch of just grotesque body parts sticking out of the cave, but a hallucination of these mushrooms that they stumbled upon. And once again, we're not going to permanently say that because Tailpipe Cavern and its living tailpipes is, again, so important to this podcast. But maybe this time we'll say that. Absolutely. So what if, what if that is Mater's power? He can make hallucinations real. He can he can make people magic mushroom. Okay. That's a much more believable power, which makes me not like it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if, instead of having godlike abilities, uh, Mater just drugs people? Not to take advantage of them or anything, just to <laughs> have ridiculous adventures. Not to take the kind of advantage you think when you say the words mater drugs people. Uh, but he still very much takes advantage of them by making them think they're dogs and in love with him. Yeah, yeah. And making his best friend think that he has godlike lightning powers. Yeah, and doesn't he make lightning... Th- doesn't lightning die at the beginning of... at the end of <laughs> the one where he jumps the canyon? Mm-hmm. 
he I think he might die in a few of them. No, yeah, I think he does. So that sounds like something that would make me dissociate fully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your best friend drugging you and then making you think that you die repeatedly. And then reminding you of it, and you can sort of remember it, like he's no, telling you. He, he doesn't remember it. He doesn't think it's true until he gets some weird bit of evidence right at the end. But maybe he can picture it almost too well. He doesn't believe it's true. But like throughout the story, he's sort of seeing the scenes like we are seeing them. Mm. Okay. That's not good. That's not good. So our options are Mater has terrible, terrible godlike abilities or Mater drugs and gaslights his friends very badly. His uh, friends and just random people that he can find. Yeah, just rant. I don't know that Mater's ever interacted with Mia and Tia outside of Mater's tall tales. He just which knows is, of them. Lightning, maybe before he was a better person, t- tells him about his choice fangirls or whatever. Uh, and Mater's like, well, I'm going to latch on to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I prefer him to have godlike abilities. I'll say it. <laughs> I don't like this, what we're doing. Don't like the... Uh... He's just a a drug pusher. Yeah, and I'm not going to say I don't like Mater having godlike abilities, because that's maybe my favorite thing that's come from this podcast. But I don't like the implications of it, but I like him a little bit more than the more down-to-earth, realistic Mater just drugs people a lot. Or maybe Lightning and Mater uh, both voluntarily take drugs uh, and have crazy adventures in their minds. And imagine all of the stuff, but only Mater really remembers them. Yeah, Mater can hold on to it a little bit better than Lightning. He's a little bit more used to the drugs because he's been doing it for far longer. Yeah, he's significantly older than his best friend, Lightning. Mm-hmm. And even if he's not, he very much seems like he's uh, been through it a bit more. Oh, one hundo and ten. Yeah, okay. I know I've established this for the two other very important scenes. We're not saying Mater doesn't have godlike abilities. That's <laughs> absolutely. If the other two were building blocks, this is the keystone that holds our entire podcast together at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the godlike abilities are essential. Yeah, they changed this podcast. Mm-hmm. They did. They, they made it what it is, and what it is is uh, an exploration of godlike abilities of good old. Ah, uh, shoot! I can't remember his. His actual name. Robert the Tire? Yes, sure. Robert the Tire. From Rubber? Is that what you were going for? I was going for Larry the Cable Guy's real name. Oh, I prefer Robert the Tire from Rubber. Uh, yep, Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Yeah, no one in the world would have gotten that reference. <laughs> anyway, drugs. Drugs. Uh, am I right? Mm-hmm. So drugs. You know, you ever think about that? I did. Today. Yeah, we, we've, that's actively what we've been doing for a while now. All right. Now let's talk about a drug that uh, realistically uh, would work a lot better for our theory than uh, mushrooms. That's DMT. Okay. Do you know what the uh, proposed effects of DMT are? No. DMT is uh, reported or purported to uh, cause you to have like a trance-like state where you can live an entire life out. I've Spooky. had it described to me as some people do uh, DMT and then 
afterwards they are analyzed by a psychiatrist and they have clearly like emotionally aged 30 years. That's terrifying, but okay. So what if that's what this is, is that they did DMT once and this DMT that they did one time allowed them to live one crazy, crazy adventure together. And, uh, it was something that, for some reason, Lightning does not remember that a good old Mater does. We could throw the entirety of Cars 2 into that dream as well, because let me tell you, it, it is makes more not referenced in Cars 3 whatsoever. <laughs> so our proposal is that perhaps uh, after or during Cars 1, Mater and Lightning uh, take some DMT and then live out uh, the entirety of Cars 2 and all of the Mater's Tall Tales. And then afterwards, they just wake up and only one of them seems to remember it. Yeah, which would probably be, I don't know, pretty traumatic for Mater in a mm-hmm. way. Like, he's lived out half of a lifetime that he remembers that, I mean, didn't really happen. Uh, and his, like, anchor to reality doesn't remember it either Mm-hmm. the only other person that was there with him through it doesn't remember any of it and it checks out for like how much it focuses on mater in those times it checks out on the it doesn't vibe with the other two films in the extreme adventure uh spy genre yeah the two saying grounded about the sentient cars movies feels weird, but like they're not like nothing supernatural or extraordinary happens in cars one or three outside them being all sentient cars. Mm-hmm. And even the... like some things are like, make it just a bit more sense. Like uh, how in cars two, a bunch of cars engines explode and they're fine. Yeah. They've got like a magic ray beam that blows cars up. And then you think yeah. about, in planes, fire and rescue, a damaged engine is basically a death sentence. Yeah, and also that would explain Mater's magic uh, transformation, his uh, disguise kit that seems to also just fully transform him because it has physical physical properties that remain after he's been transform transformed. Mm-hmm. And do we see any other examples of cars just being able to casually fly and be submarines? Not outside of Cars 2 Mater's Tall Tales, except Franz, but that he's weird mm-hmm. from planes. Yep. He is the exception because he is also a plane. Yeah. He, his, and his makes, like, he has, like, to lug a big, big thing around to fly. Yeah. And he's I, uh... not, like, good at it. He doesn't have rockets. He's got a second body attached to his first body. Yeah. All right. So yeah, DMT might be responsible for Cars 2. Or it might not. Probably won't be after this episode, but I think it works well enough. It's Mm -hmm. sort of... Man, can you imagine if from now on in the podcast we were like, eh, Cars 2 and Major Staltales, they didn't happen. It was all... That would be a coward's escape. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for this episode, it works. So we're going to say it. Oh, boy. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, That's probably the end of the episode. (laughs) I would guess. A lot of these are just painkillers after that. Yeah, they just do what they do in our world when it comes down to it. (laughs) 
painkillers and uh, sleep aids. So yeah, unfortunately, there's probably an opiate epidemic in their world too. Almost certainly, especially seeing as how there's a character who's known for having a broken back his entire life. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Anyway, uh, the podcast is over now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for listening to it. Uh, we really, really appreciate y'all doing that. Uh, it's super cool. We do a weird podcast and you all listen to it anyway. And we really like that you do that. If you want to play a more active role in it, be a part of the podcast, sort of, you can send us stuff to talk about. Uh, you can send us suggestions, questions. Uh, we really want to do another full audience question episode. Uh, you can send us just like, I want a full episode about this. And I don't know. We'll see what we can do. You can send us suggestions for our like themed episodes that I don't know. You can go figure out what those are. Uh, you can <laughs> do that to our email, uh, which is the at gmail.com. Or you can follow us and tweet at us on Twitter, uh, which is at the Kachat. You can also DM us there. John, say your stuff now. Uh, remember to uh, like, comment, subscribe. Tell anyone and everyone that you think might be the least bit interested in us talking about Disney Pixar's cars and how you can somehow talk about drug use in those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also remember to uh, follow my wife on Instagram. She's got it uh, on private, so that might be very difficult for you. Uh, but... <laughs> If you manage to get her to accept it, uh, you will be able to see the newest addition to our family. Uh, That is good old BB. Yeah, and if y'all, like, I don't know, tweet at us enough, we'll probably just post it on our Twitter if you really want to see Bella Bishop. Mm -hmm. All right. So until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. That was sort of weird energy I brought there. Tiny robot army.